Well, praise the Lord and welcome to my office, Bible study. We have on Mondays and Thursday mornings in the book of Romans. And today we're in chapter 10 and we'll dig in there here in just a moment. I'm just uh, uh, so thankful to be able to get together uh, here, even if it's on social media and share the word of God. Jesus said the words that he speaks, they are spirit and they are life. So we need the Word of God to live daily if, and unless we're just doing uh, nothing other than existing and surviving and that's really what most people are doing but the children of God listen to me carefully the children of God who continue to cling to Christ and trust in his atoning work at sacrifice his atoning sacrifice they're not just existing and surviving my friends we're living we live uh, by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It's what Jesus taught. We don't just live by what we eat physically, bread alone, but we also live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And again, in John 6 and 63, Jesus said, The words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. And we need the Word of God every single day. You need to be having your own personal Bible study. Uh, you need to have somebody that you can confide in. That means their focus is Calvary. And uh, that way you will uh, be able to hear from the Lord in your own study time and through a minister that God has actually called and set in place that will always point you to, to the Scriptures through the blood of Jesus to be understood so that the Word of God can literally be your life. You see, and, and the Word of God has to always be in the context of the blood because the life is in the blood, whether it is physical life or it is spiritual life. The new covenant is life to us. Jesus dying at Calvary, shedding His blood, He said, the new covenant is in my blood. The life the new covenant offers to all who will believe upon Christ means all that will believe upon what he did at Calvary shall be saved. So the word of God can never be separated from the, the, the very living word who is Jesus and what he did at Calvary. Hallelujah. That's good news. Don't forget to follow my Pastor Curtis Facebook page and don't forget to subscribe to the Curtis Hutchinson 316 YouTube channel so that you can be alerted when we go live in our teaching sessions, our worship services. And I just encourage you to be a part of what we're doing here prayerfully, uh, sowing into the ministry financially into good ground. You know when good ground God is showing you good ground and, and good ground is the ground uh, that you can sow into uh, and you will begin to flourish in the, in, the, in, the, in the way of God for your life, the plan of God for your life. And, and we know that the gospel is what makes any ministry the good ground. Uh, and if it's not gospel-centered, that means cross-centered, then it will not be good ground. It will not bring that dividend, that return, because God does not just look at your heart because you gave. He looks at what you're giving to. Remember the story of Cain and Abel. Just because Cain came and Cain brought an offering and Cain offered that offering, God didn't accept it. No, it has to be us sowing into good ground, that gospel, that faith in Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary. That has to be the focus, the center, 
and uh, the ministry uh, has to be about that focused on that praise God and I'm glad I know that today uh, in all these years of ministry uh, even before we knew the way of the cross for living in victory and therefore we could never live in victory uh, because if you don't know it uh, you don't know it and if you don't know it you're not going to have it to to exp you have it but you're not going to have the knowledge of it and so I'm thankful today for uh, all that we've had to go through uh, all that we've gone through, I wouldn't say had to, so we could uh, finally be learning the truth of God's Word, to walk in the truth of God's Word. And we're going to see some amazing uh, things today, I believe, if you have a heart for God's Word. If you don't, then you really don't have a heart for God. Every person who has a heart for God has a heart for God's Word. And uh, because it's how we learn of the Lord is through His Word, amen, and, and the way that we please Him is by when we surrender to the truth of God's Word and the person and the work of Jesus Christ and we begin to allow the Holy Spirit through our surrender uh, to the truth to guide us into the truth. That way we can be found in God's eyes in our experience, uh, in our condition, living, walking by faith. Faith, we're not walking by faith if we're not experiencing the fruit of God's Word daily in our lives. And we need to understand these things that uh, Christianity, lots of things are called Christianity. But biblical, true biblical Christianity is when someone believes in Jesus Christ and what He did for them at Calvary on the cross, the shedding of His blood, the laying of His life down so that we could be forgiven of our sins and then follow Christ. Amen. Born again is being forgiven and following Christ. I mean, we don't just get forgiven and go back into the world and, and just stay where... No, we're changed. Everything about us becomes brand new, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, that all who believed in Christ have become new creations in Him. Everything has become new and all things have passed away, praise God. All Everything old has passed away. So we're following Christ. We're not just going to church. We're following Christ. That's very important. We hear this. We know this. I'm, I'm not just going to church. I, I could, that could be a part of my following Christ. But what about Monday morning? What about today on my job? I'm following Christ. No matter who else is coming and going with me, I'm following Christ. I'm, I'm expressing Christ. I'm, doesn't mean I'm standing on my desk at work trying to preach to everybody. But it does mean that folks can see I'm different. Folks can see I don't watch what they watch on television. I'm not all caught up in the affairs of this life. If you begin to talk to me, those following Christ, you're going to begin to hear the Word of God. You're going to begin to hear the goodness of the Lord. You're going to begin to hear these things. And be honest with you, I hate to have to say this today, but most folk, even church folk, don't want to hear about the Lord or the Word of God on their jobs. They'll tell you real quick, this is not the place for that. Well, Jesus says every place is the place to hear about Him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So today we're in Romans 10. This is uh, Romans chapter 10, part 5 today on the 20th day of April here in the year of 2020. So in verse uh, 6, and we're going to have to back up to run through this today to get to where we need to be, but in verse 6 of Romans chapter 10, the Bible says, But the righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise. 
Well, let's back up to verse 5. Sorry. For Moses describes the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which does those things shall live by them. Now, don't forget, although the Bible says Moses speaks the righteousness which is of the law, Moses describes the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which does those things shall live by them. Know this, no man's ever lived and, and obeyed the law fully. That's why Jesus had to come and lay his life down so that all of humanity, because none of humanity could be found righteous in God's eyes, because all of humanity has sinned, that means broken the law, and fallen short of the glory of God. That means no longer able to express God because we've sinners. We've, we fell short of the glory of God when we sinned in Adam in the Garden of Eden. So nobody's ever kept the law. So I want us to see something today. That which Moses described, which was the righteousness of the law, that the man which does those things shall live by them, that what he described is in a sense somehow tied to the righteousness which is of faith because it was always of faith even when Moses declared that. It was by faith because Moses knew I can't keep the law. That's why God had to set in to motion way from the beginning the sacrificial system because man... The only way man can be right in God's eyes now that we've fallen and become sinners, every one of us, all have sinned. Never forget that. All have sinned. That means Mary, the mother of Jesus, was not divine. All have sinned because Jesus is the only one born of a virgin without a sin nature. Even Mary, I'm sorry my Catholic friends, even Mary was a sinner saved by grace through faith. Hallelujah to the Lamb. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. If you're a Bible believer, you'll have to let a go of that which man has added calling Scripture to the Scriptures. Hallelujah. But it's always been by faith, even when Moses was making his declaration and describing the righteousness which is of the law. He was just stating the facts. If you can live by the law, if you can keep the law, do the things of the law, then you can live. But nobody ever could. So we were walking dead men, walking dead women all throughout the old covenant and even today. Every person that's born under the reproduction system of men and women coming together in union and, 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 and the woman conceiving and giving birth, we're all sinners. We're conceived in that iniquity, that sin. And so way back, as soon as we sin, God rushed in and set the sacrificial system in place. And then he began to expound on that, build a tabernacle and all the furnishings inside, the, the, the mercy seat where the Ark of the Covenant uh, sat under and the blood was sprinkled on the mercy seat of grace so that God could be merciful and gracious to his people because they can't keep the law. And the, if you can't keep the law, you're guilty of sin in God's eyes and the wages of sin is, that's right, death. Come on now. So God set the sacrificial system in place so that he could look through the blood. Those that would bring sacrifices, God would look through the blood which pointed, pointed to the, his coming son, the Redeemer, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God that would lay his life down and take away our sin. So God set the sacrificial, uh, uh, atone, atoning sacrificial system in place so he could look through that 
because nobody could keep the law. So you got to watch how this is tied together. That which Moses described, the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which does those things shall live by them. Nobody ever did but Jesus. But the righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise. Say not in your heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above. Listen, because he's already come. Think about it. Or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring up Christ from the dead. He's already, at this point, he's already come, laid his life down. He's already been buried. He's already been risen from the dead. But what says it? Verse 8. The word is nigh thee. It's near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, Paul says, which we preach. Floating hair. Paul says, which we preach, the word of faith. Now, this is, this is Christ had already come, laid his life down. Ain't, you ain't going to speak him back down. He's, he's already risen from the dead. He, he, you're not going to speak him. I mean, watch this now. Now, Paul gets this, if I can find this. I think I put it in my notes here. I want to share it with you. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Paul, and let me say this first. In verse 9 and 10, we see something uh, 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 kind of one way, then we see it another way. And, and, and let's look at that. In verse 9, Paul says that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Now, the first time he quotes this, he puts the phrase that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. He puts that first. In verse 10, he says, For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now, if you follow my teaching, and you, and you follow this uh, as you should, uh, you're going to see the word F-O-R at the beginning of a Bible verse means because. It means because. So let's go back and read verses 9 and 10 and watch this. That if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Because it's with the heart man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto that salvation. Listen, believing unto righteousness is equated here to uh, uh, salvation. It's equated to salvation. But I want to show you something before we get too deep into that. Let's read, let's go back and read uh, Deuteronomy uh, chapter 30, I told you, uh, verses 10 through 15, because this is where the Apostle Paul is pulling the scriptures from the old covenant. Remember, that's all Paul had. Paul didn't. Ha Paul hadn't written all these things, and he didn't have all this written down that that he would write. And he didn't have the writings of any other of the. All he had was the scriptures of old, and he pulled from that. That's what he had to be taught when he was out in the desert of Arabia for three years. Uh, he had to be retaught the scriptures by the Lord Himself so that he could now see Jesus Christ as the light of the scriptures. 
Now, when he, I mean, if you, if all your life, and 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 most Christians have been there, or are really there today. I've been there myself. Are using God's word outside of the light of the person and the work of Jesus Christ, my friend, you're going to have to start all over. I know you're not willing to do that until God finds you broken down and destitute and desperate one day and, 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 and hurt so bad over things not working and you really want that which is real. You, will, you really want that which is right and you really know that you need the truth of God's Word and not just God's Word twisted into what you want to twist it into so you can preach it in a way you feel like or you want, you think you need to preach it. The Word of God has to be viewed and understood only and imparted by the Holy Spirit only as it is the truth of God's Word, which means it's in the context of the person and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's go back and read where the Apostle Paul was pulling from the Scriptures. He was receiving of the Spirit of God through the Scriptures to relate something updated for us under the new covenant. Get that. So Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 10 and this is where he's getting what he's writing now in a greater illumination in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. If you shall hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. This is Moses. This is Moses describing the righteousness which is of the law that if you shall hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep His commandments and His statutes which are written in this book of the law and if you turn unto the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul for this commandment which I command thee this day it is not hidden from you. Here it comes. Do you see the equivalent? Paul said, listen, what Jesus has done it's not hidden from you. The gospel is not hidden from you. Matter of fact, it's the word of faith which we are preaching to you. It's not hidden from you. Watch this. This is coming from the old covenant. And I'm trying to show us, hope we can see it. Lord, help us today to see it. The link between what Moses described as the righteousness of the law and what Paul begins to describe as the righteousness which is of faith. It's always been a faith in a coming Redeemer or it's not been what God offered. And death can only take over at that point. Uh, he says, For this commandment which I have commanded thee this day, it is not hidden from you, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that you should say, Who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it unto us, that we may hear it and do it. <laughs> Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say who shall go over the sea for us and bring it unto us that we may hear it and do it. But the word is nigh thee, nigh unto thee, in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. See, I have set before you this day life and good, death and evil. Did you see where now the Apostle Paul was pulling from this? Listen, God gave his word. You know the story of the rich man and Lazarus who, who died and uh, Lazarus went uh, to be 
with the, with the saints in paradise, of course, because under the old covenant, the blood of animals were temporary. So the people of God, even though they were trusting in a coming Redeemer, He had not come. They were only able to go and be held in a temporary place called Abraham's bosom or paradise. Either one, the Bible calls it both. And so the rich man, he, he died and he went to hell. He went to Hades. He, he went to a place of torment. And, and, and during, those, uh, during that time before Christ died, those folk could see each other across the abyss, but they couldn't cross it. it, it was a, they, they couldn't, Abraham couldn't go where they were. They couldn't build a bridge. The, 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 the people who were lost on the torment side of Hades, of paradise, they they, 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 couldn't, they couldn't cross over. It was a done deal. Once there, that's it. Your choice was here, not there. And, 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 and I'm just paraphrasing. You can read this in, I think, the 16th chapter of Luke. But the rich man, he's wanting Abraham to just bring him a, a, a drop of water. And, and Abraham said, that, man, that's over. You, you're, not getting it, you, I mean, you're not getting anything. It don't matter what you ask for. You're not getting anything. Uh, that's over for, for all of us. I can't come where you are. You can't come where I am. That's it. So the rich man, now get this, in hell has this revelation, this understanding. Okay, if, if you can't come where I am, I can't come where you are, and that's a done deal for us, and I'm stuck here. Please uh, uh, send, somebody, send somebody back to warn my brothers. And, and, and Abraham told the rich man, they've got the word of God. If they don't believe that, it ain't going to matter if somebody rises from the dead. They've got the word of God. The word of God. It's, it, listen, while you're here, you've got the word of God. It's near you. Why are you searching for all these other things? Abraham told the rich, he said, if, listen, they've already got everything they need. They've got the Word. See, it's the Word of God. It's near you. It's in your mind. It's not something God's hiding. Let, let, let's turn over and look at Titus chapter 2. I want to show you what the Bible says. Uh... Verse 11, Titus chapter 2, verse 11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It's not hidden from anybody except those uh, the devil has blinded their minds and he's blinded their minds because they refuse to take the very creation that says, Creator! If you can see creation, you, say, you have to say creator. In the middle of the word creation is creator. Hallelujah. And you also have a conscience. And that conscience was given us by God to drive us to seek out the creator of the creation. Romans chapter 1 tells us that. So uh, you, need to, you need to know that. Now let's get back over here because... Uh, Look at verse 9 again in verse 10. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. That means you shall be delivered. You shall be forgiven. You shall be healed. You shall... 
everything God has got, you shall be made whole. It's that word uh, um, uh, sozo, I believe that's how you pronounce it, sozo, and it, and it, it, it entails, listen, uh, you're, you become safe, uh, saved, delivered, protected, healed, preserved, whole. I mean, that, the, the word uh, saved entails, now God is obligated to go before you, to walk behind you, to arm you, to protect you, to heal you. He is going to take care of you. He made you his own. But verse 10 turns it around this time because verse 9, Paul is pulling from the old covenant and he quotes that which Moses described. He does that intentionally, described the righteousness of the law, but then he turns it around in verse 10 and says, For with the heart... Man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Notice this. The focus is always, and this is a critical point, the focus to God is always the heart that believes, not the confession that's made. The confession that's made is, is, is legitimate to God if the heart's belief is correct. Because get this, you can't just confess with the mouth that Jesus is Lord and be saved. You have to believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. And see, it really takes place in the heart first because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. But the mouth can speak something that the heart is not believing correctly. And I'm not going to call any names this morning. I could by the authority of God because Jesus and John the Baptist and, and, and many other servants of the Lord uh, and the Son of God Himself, as I said, Jesus called names and said things that we would consider horrible if they were said today by some preacher to someone. But we, we need to understand this, that there are ministers today that are multi-million dollar ministries that come on and say, Jesus is Lord. And their Jesus is not our Jesus. They use the Bible. And you could watch several of their half-hour broadcasts and, 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 and almost all, if not all, of some of those complete broadcasts, they say things that are correct. But if you follow them long enough, you'll see that they're, they're Jesus. And, and listen, the reason I'm telling you this is because they say Jesus Christ is Lord. But their Jesus is not our Jesus of the Bible because their Jesus is a Jesus who became literally became a sinner on the cross, went to the tormented side of hell because he did not finish the work at Calvary. That's what they teach. I, again, I'm not going to call any names, but you can look it up online for yourself. Just go to Google or YouTube and type in the Jesus died spiritually doctrine. The Jesus died spiritually. It's a whole different Jesus than the Jesus of the Bible. So you can say Jesus is Lord, but be following the wrong Jesus. And that's happening in our cult, in the church today, big time. And so you find out who they are yourself online. And I know somebody said, well, you can't believe everything you hear online, but there will be, there will be 
uh, chapters and, and, and certain pages in the books they've written. There will be uh, excerpts taken from messages they've preached that will be obviously what they've said because they're not ashamed of it. They teach it, they preach it, they claim they believe it. But it's another Jesus. He didn't go to the tormented side of hell and, and tormented by devils. There are no, uh, the devil has never even been to hell yet. See how stupid that is and I'm not getting into that today but what I am doing is saying just because you're saying Jesus is Lord doesn't mean that with the heart you're believing unto righteousness. The righteousness, the righteous work of God was finished at Calvary. Jesus declared it is finished. Isaiah 32, 17 says the work of righteousness is peace. And Colossians 1.20 says Jesus made our peace by the blood of his cross. So Jesus, the shedding of his blood, which means his death, not his resurrection, his death, Hebrews 2 and 14 says that through his death that he took the power of death away from the devil. He didn't go to hell and take keys away from the devil. Jesus, through his death, took the power of death away from the devil. Hallelujah. It was the work of righteousness. Not anything after that. Nothing after that. When Jesus said it was finished, that means everything we need to be everything we will ever be and to have all the equipment we need, all the grace we need to do God's will was finished at Calvary. And He's only provided through that. And when we teach that Jesus had to go suffer in hell and speak Himself out of hell, that's, that's where they get their false uh, satanic doctrine of the word of faith they preach. But the word of faith we preach is Christ in Him crucified. Glory to God that it's our hearts believing unto the righteous work of Christ. That's, the Bible says in 2 Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 1, that we've obtained faith, this light precious faith, biblical faith, through the righteousness of God and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's powerful. So the, you can say Jesus is Lord, but He's not your Lord because you may be saying another Jesus. Paul said there's other Jesuses, there's other Gospels, there's other spirits. Well, we ought to have enough sense, folks, to recognize that. If people are using God's Word to point you to Calvary, you know God sent them. If they're using God's Word to point you in the direction of you have to do something to achieve any part of your salvation, any part of your salvation, then you know the devil sent him because his ministry and his direction is always that of self-transformation, self-righteousness. 2 Corinthians 11, uh, chapter 2, I think, no, chapter 11, verses 13 through 14, something like that. But it, Satan's ministers transform themselves. Satan himself is transformed as ministers of righteousness. What, but See, we're not in a self-transformational ministry. We're being conformed by the Holy Spirit into the very image of the one who performed the only righteous work at Calvary in his death that God has required and that God uh, honors and that God rewards. Hallelujah. This is good. So it's more than a, a confession. The confession is because of a proper heart belief. Just the confession without believing with the heart 
Faith doesn't come by declaration. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Hallelujah. Let me say that again. Faith does not come by you speaking. Faith comes by you hearing, Romans 10, 17. Well, we're out of time. We're over a little bit. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Praise God. We love you. Don't forget to watch everything that goes on at Crossway Church on the Curtis Hutchinson 316 YouTube channel, the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. You can get our Crossway Church app on your phone. You can listen to us on Spreaker. The channel is for those who have ears to hear. We love you. We're praying for you. Do the same for us. And don't forget to sow into good ground. You can do that on the website, thecrosswaychurch.com, or pull your smartphone out right now and text your giving to 903-231-5950 because you've heard the truth today, and it's good ground. We love you. Until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. I'll see you then.